For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Morning. Morning. Listen well. Just in case you're leaning towards the west, towards the... Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City water maker decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the Wimpy. Welcome to the Crowd Shot Radio Show, where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and anything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the memes. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in and prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. I um, <laughs> If you can't accept that, then fuck off. Um, I I uh, expose the bullshit of the society and chop it up into easy-to-digest chunks for you today will not be any different today we're doing a part two exposing spencer the dumbass sunshine mr i'm a boondist oh everyone hates me because i'm jewish no everyone hates you because you're a lying sack of shit and today we're gonna continue to expose that sack of shit and of course i am not by myself today and let me introduce my co-host for tonight Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, statesman, researcher, scholar, a uniter within the patriot movement, one of Antifa's most hated foes, I proudly give to you, Gabriel Brown. Woo! How's it going, Louie? How you doing? How you like your intro? That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, and uh, you know. And Mr. Sunshine, I mean, he really qualifies as the, uh, a bullshit artist and 
That's yeah. exactly why we were out exposing him. No, no, he, he, he's the king of bullshit artists right now. Yeah, he, no, he's he he is a fucking piece of shit. He is a freaking six um unsuccessful piece of like absolute dog shit. Like well, I can't. This is based on creating misery for everyone else. Yeah, I mean the thing is, so he's just toxic as a human being. Yeah. based on that. Like I can't, so. I can't, I can't uh, like. And we, we've mentioned this before. He has to know that he's lying. He cannot believe, actually believe the bullshit that he's saying. And, I mean, you pointed out pointed it out uh, last week and you pointed it out uh, today while we were talking to prepare for today's show. He doesn't mention the names of the specific groups. He always speaks in, in, in generalities, if yeah, that's a word. Yeah, vagaries. Because it's yeah. easier for people to be scared by an umbrella vagary term mm-hmm. than it is to actually research the supposed groups that yeah. you know he's speaking about without mentioning their names. Mm-hmm. This is a, obviously a tactic on his part. To, you, you know, it's funny. They accused me of othering people. Yeah. Particularly at that uh, book signing event with Chip Relay months ago. Right. But in actuality, they're the ones othering everybody. Mm-hmm. That's not part of their inner circle. So, yeah, it, it, it's all self, you know, it's, you know, self-projected psychology. Yeah. And we're exposing all that right now. Yeah. And we did that last week. And we're going to continue doing that this week. Yeah, I mean. Because, uh, uh, I'm it, telling you, that, that clip is of uh, uh, the BS is not over. You're going to hear more. It, it is. <laughs> and and here's, here's the thing that kills me. The, the fucking guy, uh, the guy interviewing Spencer Sunshine, I mean, I, I as a minority, as a person of color, I am sick and tired of of being uh, of being treated like I su- I'm supposed to be a a victim that I'm supposed to feel like that I'm marginalized. That is a shitty feeling to always like, oh, I'm marginalized. I can't get nothing accomplished because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, it's funny you bring it up because I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. and he told me one of these uh, mm-hmm. leftoid types where basically, I'm probably going to bastardize this when I say this, but mm-hmm. he implied that they basically said it as white people, it's their job to protect his minority ass because, you know, he's he's not white, so he's got to be protected by the white people. And he kind of looked at this person with, uh, let's just say, whatever respect they potentially could have for this person is yeah. probably gone. Because they don't need people to protect them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, pretty I, sure they can protect themselves. Yes. I mean, in fact, I mean, the original Black Panthers proved that we don't they, we don't need white people. I mean, hell, the Young Lords here in New York, which was a Puerto Rican, uh, a Puerto Rican group. Uh, Puerto Rican patriot group, for lack of a better term, um, we we didn't need white people. We didn't need white people. We, I mean, it's like just just what we really need is get out of our way. Let us get a fair shot, and we will take care of it ourselves. In fact, in fact, in the Lower East Side, I mean, you had the young lords here. Uh, uh, you know, and the Black Panthers in this neighborhood as well, in on the Lower East Side, you know, they're the ones that that created the the food programs, the after school programs, hell, even trash p- 
hiccup, believe it or not, back in the 70s uh, when, when uh, LaGuardia, Mayor LaGuardia was around and there was like a, a sanitation strike. Like, you know, well, there you go. people got together and um, obviously took yeah. care of things on their own, which is the American way. But you know what? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. What you're describing doesn't help people like Spencer Sunshine or Chip Burley because what helps them mm-hmm. to make money is people like yourself being oppressed. If you're not oppressed and you're successful and you're doing well, then how are those two idiots going to do well making money when there's no reason for them to make money exactly. supposedly helping you all? Exactly. And honestly, that's a good point that you bring up because that's even more damaging than anything than some uh, a dumbass white supremacist could ever do. Honestly, there's like... Okay, you burnt the fucking cross on my lawn. I don't have a lawn, so you know, good luck burning your hands, keeping trying to hold the cross up, dumbass. I don't care. You know, it's it's uh, you know, it's these people that are like, oh, you can't accomplish anything because you're brown. Like I will spit in your fucking face. Like I mean, it's like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna disrespect me like that. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. People just, they, I don't think they really have respect for anybody. No, that's, they don't. They really don't. Th- that goes, uh, you know, doesn't go along with their narrative. That they need that. Like, why would anyone need them to have a future? I mean, what do they actually do to provide you, Louis B., or anyone else for that matter, mm. a future? Absolutely nothing. I don't think they do. I don't think that they uh, they're out there in the field growing food with you or or helping you know no, educate it, people in your community in a serious way about self sufficiency and self reliance. I mean, honestly, I they, they would be the first, anything. They'll be the first person to have a riot and and rip up my garden if I had one. And be like, blame, blame the white man. Blame, we're, we're destroying your garden because in protest of what some some person did in Peoria, Idaho, or, or West Bumblefuck, Kansas, shooting somebody, and then we're gonna we're gonna tear we're gonna break fucking windows and shit and tear up your your uh, property so that way you could be pissed off at somebody else. No, husband, I'd be pissed off at the person tearing up my shit and don't go don't get mad when I fucking pull out a piece and shoot you to defend my property. Uh oh, you're not allowed to have a, a firearm because the Second Amendment is not supposed to be for anybody. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to have a Second Amendment of self defense. That, you know, the, according to Spencer, though, you know, it, it's not a tactic that they normally exercise to be so violent. It's not in their nature to be violent yeah. or destructive. No, it's just actually all the stuff that we've been seeing for the last, um, I don't know, four or five months. It's in our imagination, apparently, Louie. All yeah. these riots have been going on. They, they're not real. They're not really happening. And no. They're not really Antifa or Black Lives Matter uh, communists. No, there's that's that's all secret right wing um, people dressed in, uh, you know, that just happen to size up right with Antifa. You know, there's, there's so many uh, neo Nazi slash patriot slash everybody that just looks like Antifa just running around doing what Antifa does, because you know that makes so much sense. We got uh, we got some uh, chat uh, people in the YouTube chat room right now. Uh, 
Steffi Ferry goes, I'm scared to get the police support uh, badge on my on my challenger because of the protest and I'm a minority. It's not okay and it would help me. Well, there you go. It's actually doing a disservice. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is doing a disservice to minorities and people who are not white because there are plenty of people who apparently aren't white that would like to show some support from the local police yeah, or just a general, and they're afraid they're going to get attacked by the mob yeah. of psychos. So where is the support for minorities that aren't interested in smashing up their own communities? Yeah, right. Why aren't they allowed to have, like, opportunity to be productive and have a future and you know build something that's theirs why is that why is that a bad thing i'm trying to comprehend this idea that's bad because i don't get it i like that's the thing it's it's like um like the the times that i've spoken to radical leftists um, the most uh, offended that they've ever gotten out of anything that I've said is when I say two things. A, whenever I'm in a Republican setting, I've never been called the spick. I've never been called the N-word. I've never been disrespected because of my race. I have been disrespected. I have been called uh, ethnic slurs by people on the left. And the other thing is, I don't feel like a victim. That is the worst thing you could ever tell leftists uh, that that makes them the most offended, the most angry, ready to want to throw a fight. But like, ironically, when you tell them, I don't feel like uh, being a victim. I mean, that I don't feel like I'm a victim. They want to victimize you. They're like, no, yes, you are. Bam. Well, that's just it, Louie. The other thing, too, is um, you're also telling them you, you don't consent to their authority. And that's yeah. a no-no. And it, I give you, I give you a quick mm-hmm. story. When I was at Occupy Wall Street, um, I think it was the sixth or seventh anniversary. It was in 2017. Right. Yeah, it was probably sixth. And so anyway, I was there, and so I, I had a run-in with some anti-foot kids. They surrounded me in the park. You know, me and like a 65-year-old woman or whatever, and they they tried to like intimidate me, and they they said that I was literally responsible for two dead people. I pretty much killed them. They said I killed Heather Hare because, you know, obviously I was the one in charge, right? They went through that crowd. Like Charlottesville, not really, but they they blamed me for her death. And they blamed me for somebody who was an Occupy Wall Street person that decided to take it upon themselves to, you know, head over to Syria to go fight with the uh, communist Kurds against, um, I guess, ISIS or something. Mm-hmm. They got killed overseas in a conflict that really had nothing to do with them. Right. But they chose that path, I, I and mean, apparently me being at that park was desecrating his grave, which he wasn't buried yeah. at, at Zuccotti Park. But they're, they're blaming me for those two dead people. And I refuse to consent to... You know, accepting guilt for yeah. their death yeah, no, and, and refuse to leave. Well, first of all, why should you? First of all, Heather Heyer, um, they like to use her as some form of like um, Virgin Mary type sacrifice, whatever. She really was a pawn to the left. They don't care about her. They don't. She's, they really don't. Somebody they can use as a, a pawn. 
They're like, oh, that's Heather. pretty clear. Like Spencer Sunshine, that's his favorite person to talk about. Heather Heyer, Heather Heyer. First of all, you know, uh, okay, the guy, the guy. I'm willing to, um, I'm willing to concede that the guy had some mental issues. But the thing is, when you're beating someone's car and you're surrounding someone's car, you're surrounding someone. What the fuck do you think is gonna happen if I was driving and someone was surrounding my car? Hitting my car, trying to break the window to drag me out when I did nothing wrong. The fuck you expect me to do? They like, expect you like, to I'm, die. Like, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to <laughs> fucking lay down my life for these animals. And honestly, you're gonna. Oh, you're calling. You're racist because you're calling black people. No, I'm calling the left a bunch of filthy animals. They do act like animals, and then they get pissed off when we finally respond. In kind, it, it it gets the it's getting to the point where we're we're getting tired of getting shot at. We're getting tired of getting punched and having our teeth knocked out. Like on, honestly, how do the fuck do you justify a white person punch a sucker punching a black man in the mouth because he is protesting for freedom of speech? Well, ask uh, Spencer Sunshine because he said something about how he had nice teeth or something along the lines of that. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he made comments about the uh, individual who uh, got his teeth knocked out. Oh, that's nice. They weren't very uh, they weren't very nice comments, but uh, no, yeah. But he'll go and say that we want to do all these terrible things to him or whatever. Yeah, like honestly, but, like oh, we yeah. we the right the right far right has killed uh, many thousands of people. Really, thousands. Thousands, <laughs> really? Yeah, like what? Like twenty-five years ago, like, when they weren't even like our kind of right-wing type people. Like what? Like <laughs> you know, who are you talking about? You, you know, these motherfuckers. <laughs> they, 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 they. It's all about the umbrella again. They use this umbrella label, mm-hmm. all right-wing. I mean, yeah. Could they like specify like what is are, are we talking libertarian right? Are we talking about conservatives or Republicans mm-hmm. or no? We're obviously not talking about those people. We're talking about people so far on the fringes of the political spectrum that, mm-hmm. quite frankly, you start looking at their economic positions, they have more in common with Spencer Sunshine than they do you or me. Yeah. So how's about we get started on the video? Uh, I will say this before we start the video, yeah. because I, this is a part I have left out of that story that I think is important. Because I refuse to consent to this guy demanding I ways to and the guilt. He literally started crying mm. like a half hour into my refusal to mm. consent because he was that much of a sociopath that I he couldn't get me to give in. And that's what these people want. They want power and control over you, and that's why you never consent to them or grant them that authority. No, and I just want I, to I'm make not, that I'm clear. Not, yeah, that, like the next time I'm on a leftist podcast, I am not going to allow them to, to tone police me or police my language. If I'm going to say tranny, I'm going to say tranny. You don't like that? Don't have me on your goddamn podcast. That's it. I am tired of this. I am tired of the tone policing because that's how they try to control your your uh, control your your speech by saying, "Oh, don't please don't talk like this. Don't please don't talk like especially that blue hair chick I'm talking about." That that <laughs> like uh, okay for those of you that don't know that I had this young lady 
uh, a comedian. Her name was Took Edelau. And uh, apparently, for, uh, whether, uh, she, she didn't know whether she was a female or male or female uh, after every week. Um, she, uh, when I had her, she told me that one of, our, one of my guys uh, in the Proud Boys uh, hurt, uh, twisted her arm. And they attacked her. For, and she made it sound like they just attacked her for no reason. And then, and then I come to, I go, I go and investigate because I'm thinking, you know, hey, you guys, we can't be just attacking women just to attack women. I come to find out this bitch tried to steal, uh, steal uh, 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 the the Proud Boy flag from him. Tried to snatch it. Was actually, it. I think it was a Trump flag. Uh, oh, a Trump flag. Okay, a Trump flag. And um, and she tried to get violent with him, and he just basically defended himself. Yes, like, he wouldn't relinquish his property to her theft, yeah. and she declares that is, uh, I guess, abuse or yeah. whatever she told you. But that, oh, that's you what the left. My arm. But that's what the left does. They attack, and then when you defend yourself, I'm a victim. Yeah, you're you're a victim they, of getting fisted in the mouth when you try. They to, have a tendency yeah. to omit a lot of details yeah. from the record. Yeah, just put it lightly. So, but anyways, we're 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 doing a part two. Uh, of uh, this um, podcast called The Power Report, which none of them sound powerful on this show. They, they're, well, they're all declaring their victims, so what, what gives them power if they yeah. have none? They have no... We're both victims. We both have these voice. They both sound the same. Like, oh my goodness, we're, we're both victims, and the far right's trying to kill us, and they look kind of healthy to me. They look healthy. They probably li- they probably live better than you and I do. Yeah, probably. They probably have lucrative, uh, you know, bank accounts and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I can't prove that, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, just look. How's the guy? I mean, let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. Has Spencer Sunshine fly around to Europe and give like a t- a speaking tour to all these different countries? Mm-hmm. One, I, we don't know what kind of work he does other than this. I mean, obviously somebody paid for that. Yeah. Either that or he's got a lot of money in his bank account. Mm-hmm. He, he did it himself. I don't really know. But the point is, these are not people, this is not grassroots. These are not people who reflect the interests of, you know, people like you or I. I can say that much. Yes. But anyway, I'll let you play the yeah. So, yeah, we're going to we're gonna get this started. We're, we're continuing to uh, critique... Spencer Sunshine, because he's trying to, he's on a, a media blitz to put out 40 ways to fight fascists, which Spencer, thank you for putting that out. I'd like to thank him personally for putting it out because now you have contributed to the creation of the Proud Book. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're definitely going to have to expose this 40 ways to lie to you. 40 about ways. Forty ways, and now, but but we're going to. Uh, I'm going to do it a lot better, and I'm going to be honest, because honestly, you guys, Antifa, you're the real racist. I mean, the left, the left. I I mean, honestly, I don't feel powerful. I don't feel empowered with the left. Oh my God, don't you feel like a victim? The white man, this, the the government, that, like, like no. I feel powerful when I'm able to. Um, uh, a triumph against the odds. Yeah, when you set your own affairs, you, you know you set your own affairs. 
uh, the way you want it. So yeah. what? how would that not be powerful? Yeah. They're trying to convince you in our society, you can be a millionaire, you have money, mm-hmm. but you're oppressed. Yeah. I mean, that, that, you know what that sounds like to me? Retardation. Remember the movie uh, Platoon with Charlie Sheen? Yeah. You know, he, he was asked about how he volunteered yeah. to join. And, you know, and he's like, oh, why do <laughs> rich kids, uh, you know, you know, avoid the uh, wars while they send poor people out? He's like, I decided to volunteer. And the guy's like, well, that kind of thinking, uh, you have to be rich in the first place to think that way. Mm. I bastardized that clip, but you can look it up and you'll see exactly my point. I have a feeling a lot of these people are exactly that. They're projecting a lot of Mm -hmm. their quote-unquote privilege on us that you and I probably don't have. Well, there was this kid uh, at Occupy Wall Street. I mean, I have a clip. Um, I forgot his name. Um, where, in fact, hold on, let me see if I can find it before I play this clip. Um, it was like Breitbart put it out. Um, are you talking about that kid yelling and uh, with the hat? Yeah, I actually know him. Oh, <laughs> if it's who I think it is, yeah, I'm actually he's he's not too bad. Compared to the yeah, other people that I met, I know he looks crazy in the video. Yeah, he looks like he looks he's an like um, character. He looks like a uh, uh, Willard, uh, Will, something Willard. I forgot his name. For uh, the guy that plays Shaggy from Scooby Doo. If I if it's what yeah, he had a colorful hat, right? Yeah, yeah, and he and he he was like a tr- he was a fucking trust fund kid. I, I heard some. He, he's got an interesting background. You did tell me a bit about that. Yeah, but, uh, uh, like I said, I mean, I, to, to his credit, mm-hmm. he he he's actually been, he has you know treated me with respect. Oh, so I'll give him that. Oh, here it is. I won't trash him. Yeah, let me the let way me, let me play these the clip. people trash me. Yeah, let me play this clip right here. For everybody yeah, I'll let you do that. Before yeah, from Breitbart TV. This was a few years ago. Fuck these people in their yachts. He's a trust fund kid, mind you. He's a trust trustafarian. Oh, there was. A, I'll let you continue yeah. the clip and I'll speak. The New York Times call him in a calmer moment. I think a lot of our message is very easily distorted, as well as very hard to handle. Um, and that is one thing that we have almost we've used sort of an like a sledgehammer when we could just be using like you know a fine-tuned sort of mason little like mm-hmm. little tiny hand the article in the new york times uncovered an interesting fact about the young revolutionary a small trust fund <laughs> come with us come with us feel this because we feel you we feel you we are making history <laughs> Huh. Further digging revealed that Edward T. Hall III, trust fund kid, yep, he was arrested. He tried to board a plane without ID by jumping onto a baggage carousel. Yeah, I remember that. I remember all the stuff. That's Mm -hmm. kind of funny. 
So, anyways, yeah. I'm removing I mean, my uh, history with the people I know. But, like I said, the, granted, he might be a trust fund kid. Yeah. His credibility, he's never expressed violence towards me personally, mm-hmm. and he's always been friendly to me. Oh, okay. So, I got nothing bad that I can really say about him. There's probably areas, like, politically, where you probably wouldn't see eye to eye with him. Yeah. But he, I, I don't believe he's gone down the Antifa route. I, mean, right. I don't believe he's gone down the violence route. He's more, he's kind of a new age hippie kind of character. Yeah, the, these hippie, but, hippie oh, dippies. I'll let you speak. All right. So, anyways, let me let me continue the video. We start this video uh, where we left off at forty minutes twenty six seconds, and uh, we will uh, continue this fucking clown clown world show. No, that guy. Where, where that it, guy is a problem. That guy, yeah, where Spencer. he, yeah, Spencer. Spencer's a problem. Uh, the guy interviewing him looks like Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I never thought of that. Pepe, Pepe. I don't know. Don't say we're racist because we can't compare people to animals if they have certain skin I'm, texture. I'm not comparing color. them to an animal. I'm comparing them to a cartoon frog. That's not racist. Oh, I know. Well, that's will tell you it's racist. I mean, just look at Roseanne Barr, who said because somebody looked like a science fiction character, yeah. they, they it must be racist. I never even interpreted it that way, but the left is all hardcore about it. Oh, yeah. it's racist, racist. Yeah. So. But anyway. All right, so uh, the power report with Pepe and Spencer Sunshine. You um, kind of prevent your spread, or just, like, generally make your life uncomfortable. And so I think that's a really... Um, important aspect there to for people to be aware of is taking away the social um power that a lot of these right-wing extremists have online i have a question that i um hear from a lot of people in color and i resonate with to a certain extent getting to near the end of what you said there which is on around the idea of formers like there are a lot of people uh, especially a lot of people in the black community who would say like, look, there's no former, like whatever, regardless of how you grew up or what like puts you into that kind of thing. Like you're always going to have some of those, um, you're always going to have some of those prejudices. You're always going to have some little bit of bad programming that's up there. M- maybe they stop <laughs> getting in cars and running over people in the streets, but it's not really stopping hatred. And there's a lot of effort, that is spent. Okay, you don't want to get run over by a car. Stay the fuck out the street. I mean, this is this is um, playing in the street one on one. I used to play baseball in the street. My uh, and you know what we used to do when we used to see a car? Get the fuck out the way. You know what? If you're gonna play, I, in the got, street, I, I figured out something. Yeah, online. It's bad uh, parenting. It's it, bad parenting it is. because these parents that taught these kids you don't play in the streets. How do they not know that you don't play when cars are coming? And most of these cars hitting people aren't even yeah. politically active cars. They're just innocent bystanders. Like, I'd say about 95% of the time, you just have to show up at the wrong place at the wrong time, and they get attacked by yeah. your psychos. Yeah. So it's not even a right-wing political ploy to hit people with cars, to be honest, from what if, I Because if that was the case, and the last time someone got hit by a car, it was a... It was a, a a black guy that hit a person in the car because he didn't see the people on the fucking highway. In the dark. In the wearing dark. Wearing black. Wearing With black. No lights. 
Like what the? And f- I heard he was a Black Lives Matter supporter. Even yeah, yeah, he was. And he's an immigrant. He wasn't even originally born here. So you have all these interesting elements, and they they try to like convict him. Mm-hmm. In an accident. <laughs> they, they were crucified. They called him white supremacist. And like he okay. stopped that right fir- wing until they, they found out he was really black. And yeah, I mean, and they stopped that. And he stopped that first. And then they attacked him, and so he had to take off. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like at this point, you want to walk in the street? You want to like yesterday? Yesterday they they wanted Black Lives Matter went on the fucking uh, Brooklyn Bridge again. I don't know why they love the Brooklyn Bridge so fucking much. <laughs> we got well, like we got like fifty billion other bridges. Like, why don't you go after go go to Greenpoint? Go to Greenpoint. Uh, walk the Pulaski Bridge. Piss off the Polish people. They'll they'll, they'll fight. They'll fight back. The po- Oh man, the Polacks. What? <laughs> they well, they, they, they think you know Antifa and these leftists think they own Greenpoint and Williamsburg, which in a way they they that's where they're basically based. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not shocked, but yeah, there's a lot of groups of people around there that aren't too uh, happy with them either, and uh, you know, not, they don't like to play nice if you mess with them. No, I don't blame them. They no, the Polish mafia will fuck you up. You, you like, go ahead, yeah. inconvenience them people. Go ahead, march down Manhattan Avenue and see what the fuck happens. You block, you block a bunch of masons. And I'm not talking about Freemasons. I'm talking about bricklayers. A bunch of fucking yeah. bricklayers. They they will they will fucking brick you up and throw you Iron into the East workers, River. You name it. They like those guys may be union workers, and you know they probably lean certain ways left. But they're, they're workers. They're not going to put up with this uh, trust fund crap. No, these kids, these trustafarian kids. You know, yeah. when's the right going to stop hitting us with cars? When you stop walking in the fucking highway, you doink. Well, Pepe. That's, you know, people on the right aren't hitting these people. They're, that's It's all part of the self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. where they're imagining pe- it's gang stalking, but at a new level. Mm-hmm. They think that they're right wing people around every corner. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts. It feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. ...that are stalking them. The it's not happening, okay? The if there is a very small minority of people who maybe they're mentally disturbed or they have a good reason to do it. I, I mean, don't he's know. Gonna fuck the around. Is, he's going to fuck around. He's going to fuck around. These people. Like, honestly, he's going to fuck around walking around in the street and it's going to become the power steering report. <laughs> <laughs> Pepe! You hit Pepe! <laughs> All right, let me... Let's, uh... ...of people who are trying to reach out to um, others who they say are beyond the pale, way too racist. There's even some videos of, like, black a black guy, a black man talking to other 
white people who used to be racist or consider themselves to be in these racist organizations and kind of having conversations with them, becoming their friend and converting them. Like these stories get tons of clicks online and social media, but a lot of people of color, myself included, I rule because that's like, that's not how it works most of the time. You, you can't just do that. And even then, that's a lot of emotional energy to try to prove. Okay, well, I need you to respond to that. <laughs> I need you, like, like well, okay, so, so, so you can't, so it's not true that, that there was a, 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 like, you know the name of the guy. He was converting uh, a lot of for, uh, KKKs into former, which ironically is in his 40 ways to fight fascism is to turn people into formers. Yes. Now, funny enough, um, they are not mentioning his name. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's who they're talking about. Yeah. And, <clears throat> no, I know. Yeah, sorry about that. Louis. Uh-huh. Answer somebody. The, um, but, yeah, no, the, the situation is this. I believe they're talking about Daryl Davis, who has converted over 200 clans into leaving the clan, and as a trophy, they hand them in their robes. And he has a large, extensive collection of Klansman's robes in his uh, you know, collection. He's a jazz blues player, mm-hmm. and he found a way to, you know, have dialogue with these people who are former racists and who have left that movement. Yeah. But as you, you see in this clip that we're watching, of Spencer and um, Mister Internet, you're gonna quickly realize that they don't like what Daryl Davis is. Uh, tactics are they don't like what he's doing and they actually poo poo and try to say oh we we don't endorse that type of uh way of doing things and you see how they're also how he's trying to be like oh well we shouldn't talk to people kind of yeah attitude like let's just keep this going Mm -hmm. like they're not really interested in reforming people i think it's a trap on their part they want to tell you oh we just want to help you get you know, not be this way. And then they, they're really screwing people over. And let me tell you this quick story. Mm-hmm. I knew a guy who tried to, you know, he contacted Antifa and he basically said, look, I, I'm not, I, I disassociate myself from these group of people. I just want you to get my name off your articles. So Antifa decided to do that. But the thing is, they, there was one article that they couldn't get his name off of. Then they just left it, and they basically they they, they screwed him over because mm-hmm. the, the article's still up there, and he, his name is there, <laughs> and they, they're like, oh well, we can't really help you now. Well, wait, he did everything you asked him to do, and you you refused to do the rest. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to stop, even no. if you did, you know completely disavow it. There's a potential they'll still have your name out there. Yeah, they'll still ruin your life. And that's what they're basically doing. But, yeah, they don't like uh, Daryl Davis's uh, tactics of, like, actually having dialogue with people and, and making sense. I think he's done more good than these people could do in a dozen lifetimes, mm-hmm. quite frankly, personally. But anyway, I've, I just wanted to make that point. Right. All right. So let's back to the video. And justify your existence and being. Um to another person who wait was was Daryl Dinkin Jenkins what's his name again? Daryl Lamont Jenkins. No, no, no. The guy that was converting um, Davis. David Daryl Davis. I believe that's his name. Yes, he wasn't doing that. He wasn't trying to justify his existence. I don't think was he. 
I don't think he. I don't believe you. I don't think he needed to. Yeah. I think he just found something that could show that he has something in common with them. Mm-hmm. You know, not not politically or you know racially, just just something on a, a common ground. I think that's what spoke to them. Mm-hmm. He knew how to communicate with them, right. and it, they saw something in him, and they realized, okay, maybe I'm on the wrong path. Yeah. I don't see that being bad. I think that's I, that's honestly that's that's what I do most of the time, Louis. I do a lot of outreach mm-hmm. to try to talk to a lot of different people to see if I can present alternative um, pathways right. because I I realize what's going on. The the left. I'll do that with both the left and right because uh, honestly, the New World Order doesn't like any of us. Yeah. So yeah, my goal is to do outreach to try to help. You know build alliances among people on common grounds regardless of what their personal thoughts are they they they, i believe in the first amendment people have a right to their thoughts but apparently spencer and crew don't believe that even if he claims he does he's obviously doesn't all right so all right let's um have been trained with an equal amount of energy to not believe in that so is there what to you, not to put you on the hot seat or anything, but like what to you is the um, strength of choosing to get people to turn into formers? What's the strength of getting people to quit fascist movements and almost become uh, voices, mouthpieces for leaving that movement and for what go. progressives like really care about? Here we go. Yeah. So there's a lot of complicated views that people have about formers. Um, I know a number of them and I, I, you know, work with them and I try to promote their work. Um, so first thing I would tell people, I know a lot of people are, are not comfortable with it. Um, they'll never forgive them. And, you know, and I tell these, these farmers cause they're, they're struggling too to move on with their lives and they have conflicts with people. I've had to intervene sometimes in these conflicts and be like, you know, leave this person alone. Um, and you know, I'm like some people, I tell them, I'm like, some people will never forgive you. Um, I would say, the first thing I would say, and I'm going to say formers, they don't just, um, you know, Nazis don't just threaten people of color. They do threaten people of color, of course. Um, they threaten Jews. They threaten feminists. They threaten LGBTQ people. Um, they threaten leftists. Lots of different people. Okay, look here, you son of a bitch. When, when, uh, when we get formers, using your term, we embrace them. We don't treat them like shit. What, like that one girl that was uh, that was interviewed by Breitbart the other day when she apologized to Trump for believing the bullshit, she was not treated like shit. When hell, when we had Chelsea da- uh, uh, Chelsea David Manning came to one of our uh, events here in New York, she was welcomed with open arms. She tried to act like she infiltrated, but we knew full well who she was, and we we partied with her, like or or him. I mean, I mean Bradley Chelsea Bradley Manning. When uh, that happened, when when the left comes to us, we don't fucking treat them like shit. When they want to have a change of heart. We don't treat them like pieces of shit. We welcome them. Your side likes to fucking treat people like shit no matter what. They could do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and you even get... You do off a freaking yeah. skyscraper and you still garbage them. Yeah. That's and, the, even, you know what's funny? Yeah. As the saying goes, there's a, there's a hint of truth even in a pile of bullshit. Mm-hmm. 
And Spencer is telling the truth that they, in the religion that they subscribe to, mm-hmm. uh, this intersectionality, you, you can become a former, you know, an informer for these people, mm. but there's a possibility that they'll never truly embrace or accept you. Even if you jump through a million hoops, you're still going to be considered uh, guilty of original sin. Yeah. Who would ever want to like be involved with that? Yeah, you can't even repent. That sounds like as bad as the, uh, the criminal fa- justice system, where you you get a felony and like that's on your you know record for the rest of your life. You can't get jobs. Like, how are you supposed to reform if all the circumstances are working against you? Yeah, like actually what's reforming? What's the point? What's the point of even being on their side if no matter what, no matter how you change, no matter what you do, no matter what 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 you do, you there is no atonement. At least with us, at least on our side, the supposed Nazi side, we we we, at, we welcome you we, in. Yes, we will actually be willing because we're good natured people, and we're willing to actually, you know, talk with people. We're willing to work with them, mm-hmm. and you know, show look, you, you you have a right to your thoughts. We don't have to agree on everything. But that's not the point. We're not interested in everybody agreeing on everything anyway. Whereas Spencer and crew kind of are. And even if they, I hate to say it, even if they're denying it, because they'll make that argument about us. But we're being real. And these yeah. people are disingenuous. And I mean, the proof is yeah. pudding. Yeah, I mean, hell, we have, uh, we have that, for, I had that form, Alyssa Bang, on, on this show, who, who's, tra- who's a trans woman. Former Antifa had her on the show. Love her to death. I mean, it's it's well, yeah. you know, it's like you you join us, you are welcome, you are embraced, you will get you you will get trained, you will get treated with respect. You made a mistake, okay. To err is to human, to forgive is divine. But you guys are, keep proving. That all right, you, you you all right, you don't believe in God, you're atheist. I mean, they hate God. <laughs> they hate God. He's because like, I'm Jewish. God. I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. No, you're using that. You you you're you know you're using that as a way to to be a victim. Not that you actually believe or follow Jewish Hebrew doctrine. Sorry, you don't. You, you're not a real. You know, you're not a real you're Jewish right. person, Spencer. Suck you, air. You know what else is, Louie? By doing that in a way, yeah, it kind of creates this uh, uh, abusive, psychological abusive uh, mm-hmm. dependency where it, you are now forced to be in a position where you must seek approval mm-hmm. through abuse mm-hmm. and a train of abuse, and that's. That's what you see in abusive life. Yeah. The, 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 these radical leftists are basically like an abusive relationship. In, yeah. so, in so many cases, it really is. Right. You know. So, all right, let's so. get back to the video. I mean, honestly, we keep stopping and starting, stopping and starting. Because, I mean, he's always, there's always something stupid coming out of their mouths. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's so true. <laughs> Um, are the targets or former targets of former fascists too? So um, it's just a broader question. Um, it's a broad uh, question. You know, you don't have to. I would say first thing: forgiveness is a political act. Um, this. 
No, it's not a political act. <laughs> so you, yeah, that that just sounds like the most disingenuous crap I ever heard in my life. That you're not really interested in being sincere with these people. Basically, is what he's saying. You're just using them. You don't even care about them. And that's not that's not what we do. If people are legitimately on the former side, trying to be like what we call reformed, you know, in favor of liberty and uh, you know not being a tyrant. We don't have this insincere, uh, you know, political thing that he's talking about. We, we actually are like, hey, come over. We're having a good time. They're not doing that. And Spencer's admitting it in so many ways. This is why, this is why I know we're on the right side of history. Yeah. It really is true. Fucking uh, forgiveness is a political act. No, it's a human act. Like honestly, well, you just want to you just want to continue. The, yeah, you just want to continue the fucking fight for no reason. You want to fight, and you're going to lose that fight because there's only so much uh, so much forgiveness a human has before you before we turn around and start swinging back. You're not gonna like it, Spencer. When we are finally upset and get pissed off to the point where we have this righteous anger that where we feel like we we are burning like a flaming sword of heaven and we fucking laid down the hammer of God upon you. Stop it. You're going to get you and others killed in self-defense. We're not going to attack, but we will defend ourselves to the point to, to the point that you cannot be allowed to exist any longer. You want this you want this civil war that you are going to lose. You think because we've been nice for these past, uh, what, I'm going to say 10 years, that you're going to continue to, you, you think you're, you're just going to sneak a win? No. Once we get, once you back us into a corner, most people are going to start swinging. And it's already started. I've seen videos of you guys attacking someone, and then they swing back, and then you guys lose, and you start to cry. This is why I am creating the Proud Book based on your fucking writings, and it's going to destroy you. And you're going to feel like shit when I write something, when I finally put out my document, which has reverse engineered everything that you've ever said, and now it's going to be used against you. Congratulations, you played yourself. Back to the video. And here's the thing. There's no loyalty of these people. These people no. have no loyalty to anybody. And that's why they can't be trusted because they, you, there's no loyalty there. There's no real love. There's no mm. real family. No. That's where we, at least with us, you will mm. be loyal to you and respect you. And we'll actually treat you like yes. your family. These people don't. Hospitality. That's why, I, that's why I refuse to sell my friends out. Mm-hmm. They've tried to. They've I mean, there, to there's me an actual brother. We actually have a brotherhood. Here, it, it's it's you got you guys. You know, it's like we're all victims huddled together. Like, okay, be victims. We're gonna be builders. I am tired of being. I I will never apologize for creating the Western world. <laughs> Amen. This isn't. I think I know who this guy you're talking about is. Who makes friends with them? And um, I don't think that's the preferred strategy. Say his name. You know, we usually wait till they reach out. Um, say his name. Say, say, say his say name. Louis? Yeah. Louis, this is what I'm talking about. 
They tried it. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Spencer, Chipotle, all these guys will always try to divert you away from people. Do- Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Doing real good work. Mm. And they'll always slander, smear, and attack people doing real work and then encourage you to go and gravitate towards charlatans and establishment wars Mm -hmm. that serve the New World Order, like the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League and, of course, Spencer's favorite sponsor, uh, Political Research Associates, which is... Funded by the Ford Foundation, the Henry Ford Foundation. Oh, the, you mean which the American? You, can all look it up. you mean the American Nazi Henry Ford, the anti-Semite Henry Ford? Isn't the irony so? Uh, <laughs> isn't that the uh, irony of all mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, back to yeah. the video. Reach out to. There are certain people who do try to engage with them and facilitate this work. A lot of it is once they've reached out, then you start working with them. And a lot of the people who do this work are formers themselves. And, you know, um, I really appreciate that they, because they could have just moved on with their life, that they're sticking around to sort of help other people over the bridge. So, again, I think forgiveness is political. This isn't an ethical thing, um, asking, you know, you to let go of your anger. It's just like it is the most, the best thing we can do. Our best outcome is have people leave their movement. Like, just for us, from our own political viewpoint, that's the best outcome we can have. And we really, just from a tactical perspective, want to promote that. Um, Also, you don't have to do it. You don't have to forgive them. You don't have to do this work with them. Um, Other people are doing this work. The best people to do this work are formers themselves. You know, if you don't feel comfortable with it, just please don't get in the way. You know, you don't have to interact with these people. Um, but do let them do let them go on their way. Of, you know, there's a real problem with recidivism. If people are too Reci- um, recidivism, recidivism, like they're fucking criminals. Like well, you gotta fucking- realize something, Louis. Mm-hmm. This it, it, Spencer is spoken like a true Marxist. Mm-hmm. They don't care who they use. They'll use anybody and anything to get what they want. Just like, I mean, look at back at the Yuri Bezmenov interview with uh, Gio Griffin, and where he explained that um, the, 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 you know, the communists, they'll use any political movement, they'll use capitalists, they'll use whatever they can so long as it meets their ends. They don't care who they use or how they use them as long as they're used for the purpose of the ultimate goal. So Spencer understands this very well. And, yeah, he's basically admitting, well, we, we still mm. think these are low-life pieces of garbage, mm. and they're not really equals to us. We, we hate their guts, but as long as we can use them, and it, just don't get in the way of our work. Because you can hate them if you want. You don't have to really like these people and respect them and treat them like human beings, mm. just as long as we get what we want out of them. Right. What a, what a slime ball. Yeah. What an insincere piece of garbage. 
accept them leaving uh, this movement, they'll go back into it. And that's the last thing that we want. This is a really a big problem. And this is one reason that the farmers need help leaving. Sometimes they get so deeply involved in it. Their job is tied into it. Their relationships are tied into it. Their friends are tied into it. You know, this is who they, this is what they do with their life. Um, and it, it takes a while to move out of that. Um, so there's real practical reasons that we we stress this. Um, and again, if you don't if you don't feel comfortable doing this, uh, you don't have to do it. It's not like something that requires really masses of people to do. But it is a really important political thing, and it, it's the it's uh, you know you can isolate people socially even once even if you have you've doxed people gotten them fired from their job well now they're sitting in their house and stewing they have more time to possibly have more time to do activism the best outcome is to get people to no longer be nazis and we don't necessarily want them to be on our side we don't need them to sing kumbaya we don't need them to love you know people that they formerly hated we just need to politically neutralize them you know what i mean like they can go become stamp collectors they can become everyday republicans like i don't care what they become they just need to stop being nazis yeah i, I and, hate- and- groups there's actually been a problem where some people are claiming they're not white nationalists but they're becoming you know really serious trumpists and we can't accept that but if they want to become a more run-of-the-mill conservative who sits at home and votes republican so, that's, so if you're that's a Trump supporter you're a nazi yeah yeah that's, that's what he's saying but if you're a rhino republican is ineffective and does nothing for the people mm-hmm. that's acceptable talk about i mean this guy really is a vehicle for the new world order's establishment when he says things like that that's amazing. He has such a fucking punchable face. And he, like he said, he doesn't care what happens as long as he can use you for what he wants. Mm-hmm. That's all he's about. He's a, he uses people. And that's all he cares about. Yeah. Right. There's a, I, I like to remind people that um, politics is fought on a number of different fronts. And so if there is a front that is working on the margins somewhere, like, again, this goes back to this whole leftists and strategy thing, like, break it down, think about it for a second. If we can convince former, um, these formers to do the emotional and uh, labor or whatever of talking to other people and getting them out of the movement that way, meanwhile, we're working on a political angle to vote the fascists out of power to the extent we can. We're also working on the streets to make sure that they have less of a presence, working through the courts and the criminal justice system to make sure the fascists within those systems don't win. Like, Oh! Really? <laughs> oh! Yeah. So they hate the yep. system, but we'll use the system, huh? Pepe! Yep. Pepe! Say. You see, they don't care. They'll use. That's why. That's the, what they the did to our farmers. The report. The Pepe They don't report. like the courts, but they'll use it as a weapon against us. Yeah. They, they, these people, nothing is sacred to them mm-hmm. when it comes to destroying people. They have no honor. They don't play fair. They don't play right. Mm-hmm. And they'll ruin anybody's life with any tool. To their disposal. If these people wanted to become rats for the FBI, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then they'll attack you if you talk to a police officer. Yeah. And be like, oh, you're you're snitching. These people invented snitching, essentially, because it's all they do on everybody. So they're they're full of crap, and this is evidence of that. 
and they're admitting it. Yep. All right. Let me. Uh, all right. Let's back to this. Like we fight on all fronts. That's the whole point of like having any sort of coalition and like winning a damn thing. But it seems like liberals on the left have forgotten to do. So I guess it's worth reminding them. So like I ultimately come down your side. Like Louis, look at pause it for a not second. Ever- all right. You see how he said liberals, like as a, that's a bad thing. Yes. It's important to emphasize. These people are not liberals. They're far radical leftists. They're they're in the neo progressive camp, or they're just straight up communists or social communists. They're not liberals, and a lot of people in the conservative end tend to uh, speak of like these Antifa types as being extreme liberals. They're anything but liberal. They hate the liberals get the bullet too, and I think that point needs to be clarified. That these people calling themselves liberals and support Antifa are just, they're just using that label. They're not really liberals, not in the Thomas Jefferson sense. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I had to clarify because a lot of people don't realize that these are not liberals by any means, and they hate liberals too. They hate them just as much as they hate conservatives. But uh, that's why people on the liberal side wake up and realize these are not their friends either. Right, right, right. I just wanted to make that point clear. Yes. Everyone is going to love every single position or tactic, but there are ones that work for a reason. And as long as we're still like reading up on it and like doing um, our due diligence on it and making sure that tactic isn't being used for outside harm acts or doesn't have any like negative outside ramifications, we should leave it be and see what use it has to the overall big picture. Uh, con- converting racists and having nicest conversations with them is not going to solve racism. It's not going to fix everything. But it might, like you said, make it so there's five, ten, a couple hundred, several hundred fewer um, white nationalists and fascists that they have to kind of call on when it's necessary. Fewer going to these random cities and protests to stir up trouble. Fewer on social media. Um, And then, again, you start to break some of the social cohesion that uh, these folks have. Because once that's gone, they're already kind of ostracized in society. You just need to rip away that social cohesion. So um, I, I hear a lot of where you're coming from on that. Um, but uh, these there's all kinds of things in the guide that people, everybody is not going to like. I mean, there's things about their using the court system. A lot of radicals don't like that. That's what we There's things covered. about there about if you might want to arm yourself with firearms. A lot of people have objected to that. Like, you don't have to love everything that's in here. These are just what the options are. These are the workable options. No, yeah. no, you certainly don't need to accept or u- utilize all of them. I think that's an excellent clarification and distinction. Like, you want some ways to fight fascists. The Washington Post, the New York Times are not going to give you ways to fight fascists. Spencer, we came up with 40 of them. So, like, pick them. I, 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 that, that's kind of what we're going with here. And I think I do happen to think that a lot of these are good, tangible plans. Um, not that I have to prove it to you because you wrote the fucker. Okay, um, so after that is being proactive um, as far as next step. So we're get started, take action. There's all these different ways to take action to fight fascists. Again, links to the guide in the description and the show notes. Um, being proactive, what ways can you be proactive in um, fighting fascism? I'm assuming it has to do a lot with addressing the social aspects of it and making it just like less of a socially cohesive thing to do beforehand. Am I kind of on the right path? Uh, no, this is actually about your own counter-organizing strategies. I think the left is 
way too much, and this comes up to some of the things we talked about earlier, uh, it goes from like event to event, you know, protest, protest, respond to this, vote in this election, and there's not really much of a long-term um, view of things. Part of this is because the left started defunding um, all of its educational programs and a lot of think tanks and stuff starting, I think, in the 80s and 90s, whereas the right pumps a lot of money into this. This is part of the reason for this. So for the proactive stuff is like what to do in the downtimes. Um, you know, we, we don't want people just responding to, oh, there's a fascist demonstration. Oh, there's paramilitaries in the streets. How do we respond? There's other stuff you need to do that will help facilitate your response um, in particular and help make it your community a um, more difficult place for them to organize. So one of the things is, hold, you know, in downtimes we do this, we'll hold fundraisers because when there is an emergency, when you have to have a demonstration, when you have to respond to people being attacked or injured or things, you're going to need money. All political movements need money. So we tell people to fundraise ahead of time. Um, often there's a big event, there's a crisis, then you need money, then you have to, instead of doing political work, go through a fundraising um, sequence, and that takes a lot of your energy up, and you don't have to do that if you fundraise ahead of time. Uh, a second thing, and this is uh, good, I think, for certain kinds of people, is form an emergency response team. Again, so when you have an emergency, you're not scrambling to find people to go. Um, I cannot tell you how many calls I've gotten in the middle of the night or, you know, something's happened, there's been a, a pop-up, an unannounced, you know, Nazi demonstration, or people have been attacked, or people are cornered in a bar and they can't get out. Um, so have an emergency response team. You have to recruit people who would be uh, useful in this. I mean, this may be self-defense. Social justice warriors. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> sleep at night there, uh, Louie, because he's just up all night just worried about Nazis everywhere. Because, you know, they, they're cornering people in bars everywhere. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He must. He must ask his mom to like check underneath the bed for Nazis every night. My mom, can you check my closet for Nazis? I thought I saw Herman Goering walk in there. Oh, the okay. And there. she not sees them. She does not see them. She did not see them. No, honey, there are no Nazis here. They've been gone. Are, they, are you sure they live in Hollow Earth? I saw that movie last week. I did. I did. I I I, I, I bought it. I bought I bought the uh, uh, um, Iron Sky: The Coming Race Part Two. Um, part two. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, part two. yeah, I've been meaning to watch Part Two. Yeah, it, it's it's good. You know, it's it, crazy. That yeah. movie. I've never seen Part Two, but there's probably more factual information in that film. Than what Spencer's uh, disseminating on this uh, podcast oh, yeah. to, Dude, to show what he's doing, and yeah. just just think of it this way too. Yeah. I mean, look at everything he's been saying. Like he's acting. Here's all this self-projected psychological tactic to convince the uh, audience that's listening to him that they're on, they're the underdogs. He's acting like they don't have any support. One, he's got the support of the established uh, order. And they're acting like, oh, we're we're just on a shoestring budget, and we're we're you know we're grassroots. Meanwhile, that's all of us. That's you and me. But he's acting like that's him, and he's not. And he's just, that that's part of a psychological tactic to convince the audience that, oh, I must I gotta support this guy. I gotta help him because we're we're under attack by Nazis everywhere. And that's what the SPLC has been doing for decades, which is one of the reasons they're worth half a billion dollars. 
you know, hiding money in the Cayman Islands, you know, pro-civil rights movement, hiding money in the Cayman Islands. That sounds like some drug cartel yeah, stuff, but that's, uh, I don't know. That's the on, let me see if we got any, uh, any uh, um, what you call it, uh, comments, comments, questions, scenarios, Jews, Jews. <laughs> He's often talking about fundraising a lot, Questions. which is the ultimate goal. And that's mm-hmm. what he's doing on that podcast right there. He's yeah. fundraising by scaring people into getting money out of them. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't even ask for donations when I do all this stuff. I just do it on my own dime most of the time. I people do. want to help I, me, I, I'm grateful. I, but I ask for donations. You can send me the donations. Hey, I you know people want to send you donations to help you out, get a better production and yeah. whatever, better equipment. Hell yeah, that would be great. But you know, the difference between us and Spencer is we're not. Even though we're showing people scary stuff, we're actually trying to like come up with real solutions on how to deal with it. Yeah. Which one of the reasons we're showing us to be like, look, this is a group of people. They say they want to ruin your life. Mm-hmm. You might want to be proactive in not allowing them to do that. Yeah. And. Uh, I'm not trying to scare people. I'm just showing this. This is what psychopaths are telling us. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is, this is basically their argument is the sky is blue. I mean, the sky is red when it's really blue, but if you see blue, you must be crazy. This is just like a, 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 us gaslighting on steroids. That's what I'm saying. This is like, he really is the Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. In the U.S. Army, you can make a choice to make your mark. With over 200 fields to choose from, you can join forces with us and take on anything. Visit GoArmy.com to answer, what's your warrior? Protégé of um, Chipper Light. Because mm-hmm. he hangs around the guy all the time, from what I can tell. Yeah. And he's, he, he learned from the master. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just exposing this BS. Because, I, look, I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't need Antifa to exist. If they were gone some more, I'd move on and do something else. Yeah. There's so many other things yeah, we'll, in this we'll world go, that we'll are already doing. We'll go after the the Wubble Wubble gang. Yeah, we'll actually go back to like What's dealing with the New World Order in a more um, general yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. But these people want to ruin our lives, so we have to expose us. Yep. So, all right, back to the defense, probably medic yep. training, possibly de-escalation. Um, figure out who these people are and get them together. So when you have an emergency, you can call on people will be able to go and de- by de-escalation they mean sucker punching someone with a bike lock. That's how you yeah. this, and you know they need medics. I mean, these people are talking in military terms because this is war for them. This is they're engaged in a war against us. That's what people have to realize. Mm-hmm. They really are engaged in a war, and that's why we almost have to look report. at this as if we're fighting a war Pepe. because we really are. Pepe, the Pepe report. Yep. Employ. Mm-hmm. This is also a good way to make friends. When people who aren't really part of your political milieu are threatened and you come and, and, and save them, like they're going to like you from then on. I, I've made a few few friends that way, you know, that they saw that people are, are, are ready to, to um, stand up and respond immediately when they have a problem. Um, then there's some suggestions about what to do to make 
um, to sort of a bill that sort of, um, let's call it like a, an anti-fascist subjectivity in your community. Uh, it will make it harder for far-right groups to organize and, and to do these things ahead of time. And so one of the things that I stress, and this is a little more of a kind of maybe European or ideologically leftist thing, is to hold memorial events. Um, most communities mm -hmm. have had places where the far right has murdered people or attacked people. I read this. There's historic crimes of white nationalism where lynchings were held. Black communities were burned down, where there were murders of, of native people. Whatever has happened in your community, find out a little bit about its history and go hold memorial events there. Um, I think this really hammers in to people. How's about we have hold a, a, um, a memorial for that lady that was raped by those black kids in Central Park. Oh, I'm sure that Antifa would be in solidarity with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the black I'm kids. I'm sure they would. Yeah. You know, they just like they were, um, well, uh, you know, it's funny. I'm going to let Spencer say what he has to say, and then I'm going to ask you to pause it, because yeah. I'm going to bring up an interesting point. Yeah. And I think you'll see where I'm going with this. Right. Cool what the stakes of the far right succeeding are, and particularly white nationalists, but I think you can sort of see this stuff more generally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the far right's killed, I think since 1990, probably upwards of 500 people in the United States alone. Certainly if you look further back, you'll find a lot more. Um, you know, uh, and holding memorial events, who, first off, it's hard to object to them. If you hold an anti-racist, a BLM rally, you might have cowboys come up. How are they going to look if you're holding a memorial for somebody that, that they murdered? Um, I, I think it really is it, it, re generally received well. All right. Now, do you remember, and I'm sure you have a good memory, mm -hmm. cleanup efforts in various communities around the country and what Antifa did at those cleanup events? Yeah. They, do you remember? Yeah, they, they attacked people. Yeah, they attacked the uh, drag queen. Yeah, who was actively pro-Trump. I think it's yeah, Lady uh, Lady Maga. Yeah, Lady Lady yeah, Maga. So, yeah, Lady Maga. So these people are beating up um, drag queens who are pro-Trump mm -hmm. and showing up to community cleanups that um, press was was his name uh, Scott press, Scott Pressler. Pressler. Yeah, Scott yeah, Pressler. Yeah, he's going out there. He's cleaning up stuff. Who's gay? And the media's attack. Yeah, and he's gay, and the, the media's attacking him. Yep. The Antifa people are actually showing up and disrupting the event mm -hmm. that this guy would put forth. So when I hear Spencer, like, oh, I wasn't going to make them look if they attacked this. First of all, we're not attacking memorials. I don't go to, like, that sounds like something the Westboro Baptist Church would do. The problem is that most people on the right are not crazy enough to show up to people's memorial service and trash it. But Antifa is crazy enough to show up to, to communities that are filled with garbage and prevent people from cleaning up those communities filled with garbage. Mm -hmm. So that's the point. This is why I had to pause this. I wanted to point out something that is rather ironic in his statement. And who had and the problem like and who have the Proud Boys murdered? That's the thing. Who have the Proud Boys murdered? I don't think a single Proud Boy has ever murdered anybody. No. But they, but then they, they he uses this umbrella term far right. Well, what the heck is far right even mean at this point? Mm -hmm. I mean, at these points, they're saying Trump is for far right. That there are people in the Republican Party, conservatives. So 
you know, middle of the road, you know, uh, everybody's far right. So, mm. hey, when um, you encompass so many people as far right, you say they're killing everybody for the last few decades. I guess it's easier than saying actual, like, you know, people that probably were Nazis, mm. which have nothing to do with real, you know, Republican or conservative people. You know, they if they actually had to tell you which groups specifically did these things, then they would have to admit that they're inflating the hate, as yeah. I like to call it. Right, right, right. It's overinflated numbers. Oh man, let's uh, let's continue. We, we're gonna we got another uh, thirty minutes left to this bullshit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Amazing, um, right? It, it sends a message about what the stakes, what the political stakes are here. So, for example, one thing we did, I think after Charlottesville, I went to Portland, Oregon, and um, I got some people. The cemetery actually stopped us from having a big public thing, but we got about a dozen people, and we went to the grave of Mulugeta Sarah. He was this Ethiopian immigrant who was killed by Nazi skinheads in 1988. A lot of people didn't know he was buried in the city. Like, his story's a little well-known. So we laid a wreath and, you know, uh, read something about it at his gravesite, and then tried to encourage people to have memorial events he was murdered in the city proper you know at the site of his murder every year to sort of you know um just bring this into people's consciousness about things so also when people are are you can do this uh i go into this later uh with the um if you can find members of the families of people who've been killed or people have been injured you can do this work with them and i think that creates a much more powerful link with broader communities and you know what i wrote uh when i got to this section Honor veterans. Go to veterans. Help clean up veterans. <laughs> you know, go to go to go to memorial. Go to like the Vietnam Memorial and clean it. Go like go like go honor them that way. Why don't we, let's go honor real heroes. Honor the heroes of nine eleven. Go. Let's go honor the the the, the first responders. Let's go. And you know, Willie. Yeah. That's just it. We've been doing that since day one. Yeah. Of all yeah. this activism. Yeah. We have been doing that for years, mm-hmm. and we're treated by Spencer like if we're like the worst human beings mm-hmm. on the planet. But everything he's talking about, we have done for years. I mean, over a decade plus, and we're actually sincere in what we're trying to do because we look at what happened on nine eleven. Nine eleven was horrible, mm-hmm. and what happened? There's still people dying from the, the yeah. repercussions of the health issues yeah. over nine eleven. I just heard recently a friend of mine lost one of their friends due to 9-11 related illnesses. Mm-hmm. So even though it's almost like basically t- almost 20 years later, people are still dying due to the ground zero cough. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. Spencer could care less about that. Yeah. He says that people talk about 9-11, um, you know, abnormalities in the official story or, or anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. I I care about you know helping the first responders by exposing the truth. And honestly, what I, to I, I care. I care about the veterans. I care about yeah. veterans' memorials. Uh, you know what? Next time I'm in uh, in Battery Park, when I go to the to the veterans' memorial, if I see some trash, I'm barehandedly picking picking up the trash and and cleaning it in honor of our veterans. That's it, and, exactly. I, and, I, and I and I and I challenge everyone wherever you have a veterans memorial or a memorial for a fallen police officer, firefighter, EMS, anywhere in the country or even in Canada, around the world, wherever you hear my voice, show them honor. 
and clean and clean their memorial, clean their name because they deserve the respect. Yeah, I, I every year I go to the Memorial Day, um, you know, ceremony mm-hmm. and parade to mm-hmm. pay my respects to the uh, the fallen and the people who are currently alive. I show respect because yeah. I have friends that are in that you know gathering, mm-hmm. and I go there to show my you know support and respect for my friends. And, you know, the people who came before us to fight for our liberties. And I've been doing that for years, and I'll continue to do that. So, yeah, these, these people are funny when, they, you know, they attack us. Like, oh, they make us sound like we're such degenerate pieces of garbage that we would actually go desecrate the memorial of, like, people who died due to neo-Nazi skinheads back in the 80s. I mean, that's ridiculous. We're not going to do stuff. We never do stuff like that. We, we will never do that. Mm. But they'll paint the picture as that we do that. And that's BS. We, mm. When they've actually done things almost on that level. Right. Let's do this. Yes. That, that's all really eye-opening stuff that I don't think... I think that's the answer to when people say, well, what more do you do than vote? I mean, these are all things. How create the space or the environment so that anti-fascism is just like a part of your community. If there have been memorial services that maybe you don't know, but you've passed by one or you know someone who has been to them about this thing, that even affects your sort of passing relationship to that movement, that cause, that idea. And so that is really useful for that. I think also, yeah, just people always want to hit the panic button and think their like team will assemble. But yeah, that it takes work. It takes relationship building. Anything, it's like friendship or anything else. It takes relationship building in order for you to build bonds and build coalitions that will then show up for you um, and show up with you in the fights for justice. That involves showing up for them. That involves even kind of like making yourself known. Like, yeah, there's a fine line if you're doing anti-fascist work, like making yourself known and not too known that we talked about earlier. But I think this is all very important because this is the stuff that makes politics kind of move and go, and it doesn't work. Like, like the, the response to fascist movements and things like that doesn't work when we um, don't have any groundwork laid. We don't have any foundation for people to come out and fight this thing even though it should feel obvious, we need to create some more reasons, I think, as well as we do that. Really fast, I know we're like running out of time, but I want to get through the, some of the rest of the guide. So part four is counter-demonstrate. Uh, go into that, and how can people like sort of... Yeah, I guess this is just literally like, okay, uh, alt-righters and far-right people are protesting. What are the steps for counter-protesting? So this just walks people through what you need for a counter demonstration. If you've never organized them, they're a lot of work. Um, I think at this point in the game, you might want to decide whether you want to have one or not. Uh, I think before, definitely yes. Now, maybe not. In Portland, again, last week, they held the counter demonstrations well away. They didn't confront them. Um, you know, usually I tell people hold the demonstration within sight and sound distance, but I, I think they were right to hold it at you know a few miles away. Um, if you've never, this is a bit counterintuitive, but this is actually a really good place for people who um, uh, can't go out into the streets to get involved because there's a ton of work that are involved in big demonstrations, and a lot of it can be done at home, uh, making banners, arranging for housing from people out of town, again, fundraising, doing media, uh, being a comms team. I mean, 
often organizers, when they go to the demonstration, they're or counter demonstration, they're too busy to be on social media. So you need, you know, you could be somebody just sitting at home running the Twitter feed for it. Um, and then afterwards, there's lots of cleanup work. If people are arrested, then there's legal fights. You have to get lawyers. You have to again do fundraising. It's very stressful for the person. So there's a lot of work to be done with demonstrations that don't involve going out in the streets. Um, and this is a, 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 an event that takes a lot of, a lot of, it's usually short in duration, but it takes a, a lot of different people and a lot of energy going into it. So this is, I walk people through the steps of doing this. Yeah. And it's the, like a, not high risk, high reward per se, but even though it's a short kind of demonstration, it's very important to have this, like, to show that much like a gang sort of scenario thing, like you're describing, if like what happened with me in Berkeley, if the Proud Boys keep coming and their show of force is stronger and stronger and their numbers keep getting bigger and bigger, then that's less of an incentive for them to stop. If the Proud Boys start showing up and there's an equal number or double or triple the number of counter protesters and they can't do much of their stuff, and even though the police are there likely defending them, um, they can't really make their presence known then you'll start to realize after a little bit while they like anyone else go hey this shit sucks this is getting kind of old now let's um maybe like try somewhere else or just like do a different tactic and strategy so i'm glad that you don't sugarcoat it and say like this is detailed stuff you should go into it organize uh, um starting counter demonstrations is very difficult and especially in this um political climate as we're leading up to the election you, you want to be very cautious about it but it takes a lot of work and it's a team to do it and um, it does like seem very crucial with this. And when it comes to being supportive, which is like the last step, that also having that counter demonstration, I think helps with that support as well. Um, what are some of the other ways that people can be supportive in fighting fascists? So yeah, there's a lot of different kinds of support work that's important here because there is a risk at this stuff and there are people who are hurt by the far right. And I think, um, it's unfortunate how little support people get from our political movements, and that should be expanded. So the far right loves to threaten people. They just It's just like their favorite thing. So you should support people being threatened <laughs> in whatever help they need. They may need help like clearing their digital uh, footprint. Um, they may need help um, securing the, uh, their, their house or their, their property in case there's a home invasion. Um, help people who've been arrested uh, the whole process, um, you know, once you've really been booked, uh, of right. getting bail or bond. Yeah, right, go. Do you hear the absurdity coming out of these, the mouth of these two characters oh, here? God, They're God. acting like we're showing up to people and doing home invasions, and, like, we're, we're engaging in terrorist actions when these are the actions that have been known from Antifa. I've, I've seen video where Antifa showed up to people's, you know, place of uh, living and they, they totally destroyed it at least in Europe I'm sure they do that in America too but I mean are people we know going to actually show up to people's houses no we're not doing that he's playing it off like it's so dangerous we show up to everyone's house and we're going to kill people that, that's nonsense and he's projecting all the stuff that they're actually you know all about and again he sees Using the tactic to convince you that they're the underdog, like oh, we we just need to, we don't have the resources to, you know, we gotta get lawyers together. We just, we need money. We have freaking lawyers to help them. Soros, 
funded National Lawyers Guild. Chipper Lay, if I'm not mistaken, is on the board of the National Lawyers Guild. Mm -hmm. They got plenty of lawyers to help bail them out in court. And, you know, people, they they got people, and they're acting like they don't have any of that. And they're all violent and wanted to show up. And this is all their stuff. I just wanted to point that out. The absurdity of these statements. We got we got twenty more twenty more minutes left to this to this farce. Thank God. <laughs> we'll get through it. I know it's tough. Going through a court trial, you know, dealing with getting a lawyer. It's all very intensive. It's very stressful. It can be very expensive. Uh, people need support with this. That can be as simple as showing up into the courtroom when they have court dates. People really, really appreciate that. I, I can tell you, I spent a long, long time in court. Um, it's very important to them psychologically. If people are imprisoned for their actions, it's important to support them. It can be very expensive uh, to be in prison. It can run up to like $10,000 a year if you want to give a, a, a prisoner money in their commissary or Give their, you know, a paper phone call, send them books. Tell this bitch to put money on my books. <laughs> Help their family come and visit them. Often they send prisoners really far away from their communities where they're based. Um, so that's a thing. Again, that's a very safe thing you can do. You can do it at home. There's not really any exposure. It's just you interfacing with the prisoner. And it really means a lot to them. It's hard when there's these, these political movements that get people in trouble and then sometimes they don't get support and they feel like they've been abandoned. Sometimes feel like they've been pushed into things and then abandoned, whether that's true or not. Um, we don't want people to feel this way. I mean, we don't want their family and their friends to feel this way. And then uh, the last thing was one of my favorites, a fascist, real life white nationalists in particular, tend to recruit from very discreet communities. They go into like the skinhead or punk rock scene or neo folk scene. Um, they go into specific religious uh, communities of Satanists, heathens, which are Northern European pagans, certain um, Eastern European Orthodox uh, Christian churches, uh, and recruit there. And what almost always happens is people in those communities that are being targeted for recruitment, online gamers is a very popular one now, um, will be unhappy with this and start to push back, but they may be outnumbered. The community may not be sympathetic. The community actually might be sympathetic to the okay, nationalists. Let me fast forward this so we year. encourage finding where people are pushing back and supporting them with what All right. I'm, I'm, it's their place to do it. They know the internal dialogue is the best. They know the way to do this best, but you can back them up and provide them with the support that they, that they would like to have. Yo, I'm still feeling some type of way from the way that you describe it. There are yoga instructor, like there's QAnon yoga. Like that has, I, I, I that one statement knocked me down a couple steps with like how much hope I have in this country. <laughs> Honestly, right there, like that that right there, that is wild. Because usually you even expect yoga as being like, oh, this is a hippie leftist thing, but no, it shows how um, prudent and how important social capital can be, and um, not just the these movements growing and gaining power, but also fighting these movements. I do like how you said that, like. It's someone from that community, someone from um, either the Satanist community or yoga community, any of that stuff. That's the best um, person to like deprogram and talk to these people because it's like, hey, one of us is talking to us. It's like that in any sort of context. You usually don't listen to outsiders, but if someone you trust based on your social boundaries of your community says something, you'll maybe not instantly agree, but you'll at least hear that out and give it more of an audience back then, which is why it's important to have um, co-conspirators who are former people who are like around these sort of spaces. So 
Um, hey, Louis, pause I, I think that really highlights All that. All right, go ahead. You're, so we've been listening to this conversation where they're talking about basically infiltrating and infecting every sector of our society from gaming to any kind of subculture imaginable. Mm-hmm. So they can place their operatives in place to kind of infect it with this intersectional ideology of uh, mind control. And they're even using, he just used the language co-conspirators. Mm-hmm. So there is a conspiracy afoot here. And I've been saying this for years that, you know, when they tried to go into the gaming community and try to inject all this nonsense of, you know, intersectionality, you know, the Zoe Quinn, Gamergate stuff, they really are actually trying to infiltrate every sector of our society. I've said it on numerous occasions with the movie industry. With Remember we've talked about Thundercats and all this stuff? Yep. yep. I am positive that this is what's been going on this whole time based on, I mean, they're, they're pretty much admitting this is what their goal is. And they, and I've seen it in person. Over, I've seen it happen to the anarchist community, Occupy Wall Street. I know there was a lot of leftists there, but a lot of people were saying, but a lot of them became Antifa and, you know, they, they've gone after me and others. I've seen it in the libertarian movement. Antifa has made inroads in the libertarian movement. And to try to flush out any kind of right-leaning pro-Ron Paul type libertarians. Yeah. And this is exactly what their co-conspiracy is about. And they're basically admitting that, yeah, we're going to go and show up to these communities and we're going to have elements that we don't like in those communities flushed out by using people as pawns to do it. That, we, that literally, it's like they're using people in those communities as avatars to try to push this agenda and they're using people for that and they're admitting it all in this clip and i had, I had to point that out to you right. all right so so let's do this all right there yeah yeah just so you know the nazis ha- have a long tradition of being involved in yoga in fact there was like a uh, a nazi commune in the 70s in north carolina and the, the leader of it got really into yoga and apparently wrote a couple books about nazi philosophy and yoga so <laughs> what a country man this is a melting pot where all different cultures can come together you have a little bit of nazism from here then you have a little bit of yoga from another part of the world it just comes together in this beautiful what a great society um I met, I met a black Nazi once. He was sent in to spy on us. It was a really interesting experience. No way. That is... <sighs> yeah, yeah. I actually met him as he was undercover pretending to be an anti-fascist, and then he later got outed. How was he outed? Um, he had been... This is a funny story. He had been a cab driver in New York, and he had... Um, uh, there was a scandal. He would wear a swastika armband. He was this Dominican guy. He was a black Dominican, and he'd wear a swastika armband. Nice. And people complained. And so, you know, he got fired from his job, and the, this was in the media. And then, so later, this guy was hanging around. He wanted to be involved in counter-organizing work. I was introduced to him, uh, and I kind of had to speak to him. A friend of mine who was black introduced him and kind of koshered him. So I was like, I don't want to talk to this guy, but if you say he's cool, like, you know, who am I to question you? But I was like, something's wrong here. He started showing up to events, and then someone had seen the media 
um, stuff about him being fired from his job as a cabbie, and and there were pictures of him, and then saw him at the meetings, and were like, it's the same guy. So people did some, in, you know, digging into him, and ended up he was actually tied to the big Nazi party in the U.S. the National Socialist Movement. We found a picture of him at one of their events with their leader. I don't know what was going on between them, how he thought about this stuff, but like at some point it doesn't matter, right? They're working together. Uh, and it, so the people who, the guy who introduced me to him confronted him, uh, which was good. And they were like, we know your real name. They're like, hey, you say you're so-and-so. He's like, yeah, they're like, show us your ID. There's a video of this on YouTube. They're like, show us your ID. We think your real name's X. We think you're working with this Nazi group. And the guy just Damn. sort of like walked off and was never heard from again. Damn. Yeah. There's all kinds of crazy things that you will run into. People you don't expect to be involved in these movements are involved in these movements. It's not just all, you know, straight white men. It is a lot of them. You know, there's a lot of closeted people. There's a lot of people of mixed racial backgrounds who are repressing this. And it's like coming out. You find a lot of people from, you know, a mm-hmm. Jewish, you often mixed Jewish backgrounds who get involved in, in anti-Semitic movements. It creates all kinds of issues with people's identity, and, and it's a way for... I think he's an anti-Semite himself. <laughs> well, just think about this. Exactly. Well, you know what he's doing now. Now he's trying to set up the uh, the narrative that, well, there's going to be a lot of non-whites mm-hmm. speaking out against this yeah. Antifa stuff. Yeah. So we're just going to call them all Nazis because we're going to use this black cab driver that is the rarest of the rare things we've ever seen in our lives. And we're going to accuse everybody of being that guy, Mm -hmm. basically. And that's what he's doing. He's already, you see how this is perfect. They set up the narrative where if you question them and you're not white, well, you might be working with the NSM, even though there's no proof. So I guess Louie, you know, you're the Puerto Rican Nazi that they've been speaking about all this time. Because you dare question them. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) And this is their goal. Their goal is to Mm. make it impossible to question their narrative by accusing everybody of being conspirators of fascism while they themselves are actually talking about organizing co-conspirators to infiltrate every sector of our society. Hello? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that sounds crazy, doesn't it? But that's what we're dealing it's with. Nuts. Dealing with crazy. We're dealing with the crazy, the psychotic crackers. Yeah, pretty much. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Let, honestly, I am getting tired of this motherfucker right now. It's just all right. <laughs> well, well I'm not. I'm not a, there, first of all, I'm promise. not a Nazi. I mean, I've had Jewish people on this show. Uh, shout out to Rabbi Daniel Sayani um, of New York. Thank you. Um, he's he's been on the show. He's awesome. Um, <laughs> Nazi. I I I am against any type of authoritarianism. Like, it, leave me the yeah. fuck alone. Just left leave me wing, the right alone. wing. It doesn't matter. We don't want authoritarianism ruining our lives and ruining mm. our future. Yeah. We stand against all that stuff. Unfortunately, I, I'm well, not unfortunately, but the way I look at it is the, the authoritarian left is seems to be more dangerous than the authoritarian right right now, right? Because they're so active in the streets, hurting people and literally seeking to take over a society. The authoritarian right is like pretty much 
they're completely exiled. They're, they have no influence in our society in any meaningful way. Yeah. Not not for decades. Yeah. And so it, yeah, it, these it, people are more dangerous than these you know backwards idiot KKK members, in my opinion. Right. So yeah, let's let's uh, let's uh, let's power through the next twelve minutes of this crap. We will. Yeah. We people. will. Because it's so emotionally based, they get all kinds of odd people get involved in these movements. Goddamn. Yeah, that's. I, I feel like having your finger on the pulse of these things, you could talk a lot. Bullshit. What pulse? Pulse on what? Pulse on the dead body? Like, what pulse are you? What the fuck pulse? None of this they, shit. They, fuck you. About this. They, Fucking you know, Pepe. They, they have a better chance of finding a, a pot of gold or a freaking leprechaun. You know, any of these people they're talking about. Honestly, go have a root canal from through up your ass. <laughs> God. Stuff. Um, and like, I, I asked you, I, I can't, I feel like I have so many questions about this, but there's. Yeah, well, I have a question. Why do you look like Pepe? <laughs> keck exactly. be praise, praise Keck. Not enough time. Um, it, it's really incredible, though. Like, yeah, it's not just the Dave Chappelle skit. It's you actually have these people who are, um, mm. yeah, just in their ways. It just shows, like, the hell of uh, American education or whatever. Like, not that everyone should turn out a certain way and that the government should teach that, but um, how you end up somehow following through the system and end up being, like, a black or any other type of marginalized group and then siding with the people who want to exterminate, use the word exterminate, you and the marginalized group will always be extremely wild to me. But I, I want, for my last question, I want to touch on the fact that you do have 15 years of knowledge and you've been like doing all this scholarship and um, far right and Nazi movements and growing in the United States. And so I know you talked about, um, you mentioned sovereign citizens earlier and also in your bio, you mentioned um, siege culture and accelerationism, all these things that um, are out there and related to this sort of world. And mainly, I know like siege culture and sovereign citizens, at least to my knowledge, those are things that are kind of like from the 20th century, like they started in the 20th century as far as like um, where that history comes from. But could you kind of paint a picture for how all of that stuff um, relates to the movements and the tactics of today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they both actually come out of around the 1970s. Uh, sovereign citizens come out of the work of a group called Posse Comitatus, who are sort of helped set up a lot of the militia and patriot movement. If you ever hear people say like, um, the sheriff is the only, is the highest elected official in the land and can decide what's constitutional, this comes out of Posse Comitatus. It was, there was basically a split in the white supremacist movement after the failure of, this, after the failure of states' rights and after the success of the civil rights movement. So one group, basically became, they were like, became outright white supremacists, that, you know, who became less patriotic, used to be able like a patriotic American who could still believe in an all white community. And so they were like, well, we have to create a white ethno state and the Nazism became dominant within that strain. Um, the other was reacting to some of this stuff. They didn't like Nazism because national socialism had a lot of government intervention and wanted to create a big super state. Um, they wanted a highly decentralized a kind of white supremacy. And so instead of states' rights, they basically moved to county rights. 
and as part of this, it created this whole, you know, a lot of this stuff is very mythical. It's not based on social science or biological so science. Really that make appeals to this stuff. It's based on myths of who the Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. It sounds like he's saying that these people want to create a... Uh an extremely localized white supremacy in somebody's basement. Hmm. I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, now he's bringing up sovereign citizens movement, and he may as well be throwing the libertarian movement at the time in the mix, too. I mean, he's covering all of those bases of groups that are the enemy. And, you know, unfortunately, we fall under... It doesn't matter what category. If we manage to bypass the checklist on this group, Oh, we got a list uh, for this group, so we're we're in that list. So there, there's no way to escape this uh, guilt that he wants to project on us. But it's interesting stuff, <laughs> to say the least. Mm. Uh, I just you know, the, you know, white supremacy in the basement. That's pretty much what he's arguing. Like, oh, how, how is that white supremacy at that point? I mean, guess, I guess in the basement dwelling of one individual's house, it would be. But, I mean, it, it, that's what, it, if he's obsessed with that, then, I don't know, he might want to get his head examined. <laughs> anyway. All right. Nation or the races or, or Christians are or, or the family is um, not facts. And so it created this really crackpot reading of the Constitution. Over the years, this evolved. This one piece of the movement evolved into what are called sovereign citizens. They're people who don't believe... They basically believe that they can decide what's legal or not themselves. They often don't believe that any, especially federal laws, apply to them. Um, they're kind of like uh, um, right-wing hyper-individualists, uh, often very mixed in with conspiracy theories. You'll find them amongst the militias. They get in shootouts with the police a lot. They're very violent. Um, again, some of the weirdness of these politics, a whole strain of it has gotten involved um, in the black community and they're sort of adjacent to black nationalist politics. You'll see people claiming that they can't be convicted on drug charges. It got involved in Baltimore for some reason. It was established there as one of the places. And so these ideas are just making their way through our society in different ways. Uh, sometimes this stuff isn't political at all and these people are involved in all kinds of scams and grifts, especially like passing fake checks and things like that. People use checks anymore, but that used to be the big thing. Um, the other thing I was talking about siege culture. This is a, an accelerationism, which has been a very worrisome thing for the last few years. The pro-terrorism, the new wave of pro-terrorism neo-Nazi groups like Adam Waffen Division and a Foyer Krieg Division and a bunch of other smaller groups um, that that openly espouse terrorism follow a philosophy called accelerationism. In short, it's that things have to get worse before the Nazi revolution happens. That wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, 
All right. First of all, you want to talk about escalation, motherfucker? I've read the Antifa handbook, and it's all about you guys escalating. That is part of your exactly. plan. You guys escalate. Like, well, let's just say they're, now they're talking about like really fringe like groups of like people in their late teens or early twenties mm-hmm. who are edge lords off 4chan that might have actually gone full Nazi because they're just so, you know, inundated with the, the insanity of the far left that they figure that's the only option they have left, just accelerate everything to hell. And, you know, they also, that comes into the mix is uh, something called the base, which is um, pretty much like, it looks like an FBI um, front group mm-hmm. to set people up. And, yeah, and, of course, Antifa focuses all this energy on exposing the base, which is, interestingly enough, the name of another interesting uh, group yes. that we've exposed a decade ago. Uh-huh. The CIA database for Muslim mercenary groups. Do you mean Al-Qaeda? Stuff. Do you mean Al-Qaeda? But, yeah, <laughs> Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. Yeah, so... Yeah, so this is a group that, called yeah. the Base, from my understanding. They're supposedly mm-hmm. it's a white supremacist outfit, but what it really looks like is it looks like a Fed-run entity to find useful idiot dupes that are like, right. like I said, late eighteen, you know, late teens, to early twenties that they can use to engage in terror acts. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like, and you know everybody pretty much came to that conclusion. But Antifa will promote the story like it's a legitimate group. Right. When nobody believes it is. Oh, God. So right. it's part of the crap he's talking about right now. All right. All right. So, all right. Let's, let's uh, power through these last uh, seven minutes, seven, seven minutes, 20 seconds. Yes. Uh, um, that they, they uh, I think, probably pretty rightly understand they're not going to build a successful neo-Nazi movement in the U.S. using legal means. Um, they can't really just launch armed attacks per se and build a big uh, army so they just want to create help okay so they can't grow they're not gonna they're not gonna grow not like honestly i'm not a fan of nazis myself good they're not gonna grow they're not gonna build it they can't build an army there's no way for them to really organize because their ideology is shit to begin with most people in the u.s do not subscribe to nazism do not uh, agree with nazism Anyone that wears a swastika is immediately looked at like the biggest fucking retard since Corky from Thirty Something, who is a very who's a genius, by the way, in my opinion. In real life, the actor that plays Corky is uh, owns a, his own business. I don't even see how he has Down syndrome. The man is brilliant. But aside from that, I'm talking about the fucking character. Like fuck that. Yeah. So basically, this group, uh, you know, these groups that he's talking about, like I said, they're made up of, like, young kids in their late late teens to uh, early 20s who really have no plan other than let's just destroy things. And literally, it's it's not workable. And I guess the threat you could argue is, well, they might kill people. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That might happen. But... They're acting like these cells are everywhere. I mean, they're really, they, they're, again, they're conflating. They're basically conflating, you know, sane, rational people with insane, irrational people and saying we're all that. 
if we're involved in the gaming community and any other subculture. And that's why they have to go in preemptively striking every community to prevent everybody from existing. Basically, Spencer Sunshine is a left-wing neocon. And why I would say that? Because the neocons are a bunch of Trotskyists themselves. I call them I call them right wing Trotskyists, and I feel like Antifa is the left wing counterpart. Mm-hmm. They all subscribe to the same conclusions, and I've said this many times on your show previously. Yeah. The parallels between the neoconservative movement that uh, the Bush administration and these Antifa people, and what their their actual attack strategies are, mm-hmm. and as well as their flaws and their plans. But anyway, I, I had to point that out. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we're dealing with here. Let's go. Let's do this help create chaotic a chaotic situation where they think that the society will collapse and then they'll they'll have their moment to build a big movement um some of this stuff comes out of again uh white supremacist politics of the 1970s you mean what there doing? was a group the american nazi party that was founded in the late 50s um they changed their name at the end of the 60s they created a lot of slogans we still uh hear now like white power came out of a slogan that came out of them um, and again, the use of the, of the swastika, heart, just the very idea power. that there would be an openly neo-Nazi movement power. in the United States. So one of the members, there was, a, there was a bunch of arguments about how they should go forward. They used to hold big protests to kind of like Charlottesville. And one of the arguments by some of the people were like, no, legal work won't succeed. Charlottesville, 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 Charlottesville. It's always about Charlottesville. It's never about Bayonne, New Jersey. We have to do armed uh, guerrilla warfare. They were sort of copying left-wing groups of the, of the new left, and then it sort of went even. The new left is that is that like the the band of new radicals? Well, that was something. You know, it's funny. The new left was something that existed back in the sixties, and you know that neo-Marxist came out of that. You know, the the Gramsci, Antonio Gramsci, uh, you know the ideas that he espoused at the Frankfurt School, and. Yeah, actually, the neoconservatives were originally out of the new left back in the sixties. They were they were a bunch of Trotskyite Marxists who became Democrats and then eventually Republican, uh, quote unquote, neoconservatives. That you know, and then later on the Bush administration. So yeah, we had a bunch of crazy leftists who you know supposedly hated communists running our country mm-hmm. during the Bush years. That's, that, that's anything a, but conservative. That's lovely. <laughs> All right. I remember further, and they're like, "No, we need to promote." They started promoting serial killers. Race. There was a bunch of racist serial killers in the seventies. What the fuck does that guy do with us? And they're like, "No, we <laughs> need to promote." He's just he's covering all his bases. It, you know, if we're in the video. If we're pro video game. We, we're Nazis. If we're uh, interested in serial killer research, we must be Nazis. If we're if we're pro Trump, we're not. Everybody's Nazi. That's all this is. Everybody, and we're, and we're serial killers too. We're, we're, we're Nazis. Everything. The leaping. Le- Pretty soon, Nazi. The the term Nazi will be synonymous to, with nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It, it, that's pretty much what it's becoming at this point. Because yeah. what does it even mean at this point? I don't even know. Anymore. Yeah, you know, you know the you know the Robinsons down the block. They're a bunch of Nazis. You know, Mrs. Mrs. Robinson came and gave me a pie. She's such a, a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. And the kids are very well behaved Nazis. <laughs> exactly. The dog was a very fluffy Nazi. 
<laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, so it's coming down to it's to the point where like, what does this even mean anymore? Yeah. Like, he's got so many groups like encompassed with this. Nazis, 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 Nazis. I do well, every time I close my eyes, I see a Nazi coming at me. Oh my goodness! I went to I went outside to get a sandwich from the bodega, and I and the Nazi was making my sandwich. I can't get away from the fucking Nazis. <laughs> what the fuck? And the thing is, and the thing is, like some of the stuff he's talking about, there's probably some truth to it in in some weird way, in an obscure element of history. But I'm sure there's a more contextual conversation that can be had about those topics. Where at least they're more stimulating, you know, intellectually. But what he's doing is he's just incorporating, he's completing everything and incorporating it all, so he can cover his basis of, you know, scaring people into giving him money. At Nazis. this point, the Nazis are coming. I I went to the store. I wanted to get a a po- a, a bag of popcorn, and some Nazi he fucking bought the last fucking bag. Oh, those fucking fascists buying all the bags I mean, of popcorn. Yeah. I mean, I can look out my window now. I don't think there's a Nazi like hiding in the corner of the house there. I just, I don't see it. Yes, he is. He's, I mean, this, it's like, gang stalking. Yeah, he's paranoid, delusional gang stalking. Like honestly, it's it's before. It's like a it's like a game of fucking where's Waldo with him. It's like where's the, where's where's uh where's Herman. <laughs> he's just yeah. he's standing in the corner rubbing his hands the, together like the, the fattest Nazi in the room. Yeah. Honestly, if, if if anybody looks like a Nazi, it's Spencer. Um, he really on. would. Yeah, he would. That's why like call him a Jewish yeah. National Socialist. Yeah. Uh, a Jewish Nationalist they, Socialist. That's what I call him. Because he's obsessed with race and he's a socialist. So what else am I supposed to call him? A Jewishalist. Yeah. yeah. He's like this and just like random bombings. We just need random to destabilize bombings. the whole society and then we'll sort of have... We need to promote the left getting in a grill, having a guerrilla warfare with the um, the liberal center, Good and then this will create as things collapse. This will create space for us to have an emergent, you know, militant Nazi movement. And so these ideas, the main guy who was espousing this was called James Mason. He's still alive. He wrote a, a newsletter that became a book called Siege, and this is what Siege culture is. They tell their hashtag is Read Siege. Um, it's this 500-page book where he develops this philosophy. He became friends with Charles Manson and then started – he formed a group that, like, worshipped Manson as their guru. Um, yeah, this is the really weird fringes. But somehow this book became a cult uh, book. It got picked up by people in the alt-right, and they it's become the Bible of the um, really pro-terrorism wing of the, the young neo-Nazi movement. And we're very worried that if Trump loses – of course, I hope Trump loses – but that if he does lose, um, that this it's wing in particular happen. will spin off, uh, will feel that they're boxed in of, op- of uh, you know, they don't have any more opportunities to do mass organizing. Or people will flood into this wing and take more extreme, you know, <laughs> launch terror, terror attacks. Like, they don't have opportunities to organize anything now. Not that we think it necessarily will happen, but that we think it is a real possibility that it might happen if Trump loses. So it's a lot of, if I'm hearing you correctly, a lot of the throughway between um a lot of this development in the latter half of the 20th century to today there seems to be this sort of let's say um let's say playing around a lot with information they're just kind of picking information from wherever a lot of it's like urban myths a lot of it's like 
spins on religious principles to kind of justify themselves in the presence, which is what's happening today when people say that, look, there's this mass issue with um, the great replacement and all those kinds of things. So there's, a, there's definitely a through line with that. Um, there's also the social ways they try to connect, the way they try to um, infiltrate politics and see, mm -hmm. do we, you know, start talking about buses and taxation instead of saying inward, 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 like that one famous um, Republican strategist said. Um, yeah. th th there's like that side of yes, things. crap, Louie, pause this. Yeah. So if you're, if you're in favor of lower taxes, you're, you're basically at the code word for the N-word now? Is it? Oh. Is that what we're being called? I, I, everything, I mean, everything. We, we can't even be anti-taxes now. We can't. No. Our country was fought a war against taxes before it was a country. That's why we had a revolution. And now they're telling us, oh, man, they, it's amazing. <laughs> everything is racist. You, if you be yeah. standing up, you're a racist Nazi. And if you're a Trump supporter, you must be a pro serial killer, too. You must be a serial killer. Yeah. Well, I, I do. I, so I have been known. I've been. I have been known to polish off a whole box of Kellogg's Frost Flakes by myself. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. This they're great. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's more dangerous. I mean, it's amazing. I, I'm. <laughs> may as well play more of these lunatics. God. God, they should just fucking get it over with, honestly. I, I, We just basically listened to an hour and 20 minute thing of them flirting with each other. Like, uh, like well, this. That's what, that's what it is. You just, just need to get the hotel room together, right? God damn. Just Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Get a room. Get a room, Dan. Looking like Pepe. You know, just fucking ride on his schnob. Like, <laughs> schnob? What the fuck is a schnob? Uh, ride ride it, on his schlong, all right? Just it, must be, it, it, it must be anti-symmetrical. Anti-symmetrical. Yes, I'm anti. I'm very much anti-symmetrical. I, I'm only. I'm only for symmetrical peoples. <laughs> I'm against anti-symmetrical peoples. Wow. I need. I, I need. I need to know that the ninety degree. Okay. <laughs> versus going all the way into yeah accelerationism, which is we need to hurry up the end times. Let's start blowing up some buildings and going on these massive terroristic incidents um, in order to like speed up the coming of the race war so that we're ready and they're not. Th th like th these are unfortunately um, things that were very prevalent when like my parents were kids and stuff like that. Some of them even growing up in the South, but now I'm their age and these are things I'm dealing with. So it, it just goes to show what was learned and what wasn't over the past um 50, 60, 70 years hey, or hey, so. Louis, and... he's, uh, he's dealing with cross burnings everywhere. He's dealing with all sorts oh of my uh, goodness. racist attacks everywhere. You know, you, what? Know? You, you know what I do to deal with the cross burnings, Gabriel? Let me tell you, my name is Rutherford the First, and um, when when we don't have a, 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 a um, what you call it, a lawn to stick the cross on, 
we usually hire a boy to hold the hold it up. Well, I have this new product to keep you from burning your hands. It's called the Of Glove. The Of Glove protects your hand when you're burning the cross on the colored boy's lawn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> My name is Rutherford the First. I am the first in my name, and my pappy, Rutherford Rutherford the Second. I I don't know. He didn't know how to count. I'm the first. He's the second. Don't ask me how that shit works. But anyways, my wife's sister came at me with the of gloves, saying, "Honey, I can't. I'm tired of being you smacking my ass with those raw ass hands." Those raw ass hands every time you want to burn a cross on some N-words lawn and shit. I can't, I can't deal with it. it I, your bloody stumps are, are messing up the sheets. You got to wear something to protect your hands. So that's when I developed the Ugg Glove made from space age uh, polymers and asbestos that I got from the old uh, schoolhouse that was torn down last year. I just wrapped that son bitch around my hand. And now <laughs> I could, I don't have to have four degree burns on my fingers and I can still go home and finger my wife. <laughs> the of glove. I'm going to say this. Yes. I, this, this character, Dan, I mean, he's a break to him. He probably is convinced that he, people don't like him because he's black. Yeah, he, I think people he, don't like him because he's a freaking jerk, and he's yeah. you know just he's snooty and condescending, and he's he's he just don't like him. He's like an this. asshole, like, like Spencer. Like honestly, I'm such a fucking, uh, I'm a, uh, I'm I'm a what you call it. Uh, Oh, God, what's that word? I forgot that word. That would have been nice to know. I'm an arrogant piece of shit. I am a lispy... F- he's just he's just convinced <laughs> that everyone thinks that he's, he's you know, horrible because he's black. I mean, it must, I don't it think must he's ever been be... racially attacked. I mean, the people who... You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. The people who have actually been racially attacked don't act like him. No. Meanwhile, the people who have probably never been racially attacked act like they're under attack every day. Like, honestly, this poor son of a bitch... How this guy could be under attack like that. This poor son of a bitch must have to sneak around his neighborhood like Solid Snake and Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> like, oh shit, a white person. Bling! Hi! You know, he has to fucking... Exactly. He has to fucking sneak around. Like, oh my God, the white like he he must be so afraid that at any given moment someone's gonna break down his door and say, "Boy, it's time to get back to the plantation." <laughs> it's like shut the fuck I mean, up. Yeah, it it just I don't think this guy's ever been attacked like that. And you know what? If he can prove it, I'll take my words back. But mm-hmm. I don't believe that because he just I've known people who have actually been attacked racially, and you know, obviously, you I've know been attacked. I've been attacked racially for being That's Hispanic by black kids. Like honestly, yeah. you know, if the most if the most this kid has ever gotten was some freaking Karen calling him the N word, like shut the fuck up and count your lucky stars. I actually had to fight, get jumped by like five or more fucking black kids for being a Hispanic talking Spanish in Spanish class. Like fuck you, like fuck you, literally fuck you, you and, Pepe. Yeah. Dan and you're, and you're not going fuck. around fucking saying that they're everywhere to get you. No, I'm not. I'm just just, just at living my, your life. Just my just at my job. 
then, then, but then, but then, then, then what I do is I take out the UGG glove and I threaten them that if they don't cut their bull shittery, I'm going to burn a cross on their colored lawns. And they're like, well, you don't have a lawn. We live in the projects. I'm like, shit. Well, then I will burn down your, cr- I'll burn down your fucking weed man. How's that? Be like, yo, chill. That's my weed man. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to burn that some bitch. If you don't cut this fucking racial nonsense with the of glove where I burned, I burned the Negro weed man. The of glove. I'm uh, I'm Rutherford the first. I'm Rutherford the first. You want to know racial injustice? Try go try walking in on your wife getting gang banged by a bunch of Negroes. I can't stand <laughs> that's racial injustice for me. I've never seen her smile when I had my dinky in her. That shit is bullshit. Now she has three brothers. She's ruined. <laughs> wow. I was like, no, what? that's my sister. The of glove works. <laughs> oh man, it's so insane! And yeah, these people are just obsessed with race. They act like they've been racially mm-hmm. attacked, and I suspect they probably haven't. And yeah. again, if they could prove they have, then I'll, I will take my word back. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. think they would prove it. I don't we, think they can prove it. All right, three more minutes. What is happening today? Um, there's definitely lessons to be taken in how all the stuff was dealt with then, how it was allowed to grow and what we could do in the future. Um, yeah, this is all happening before, or like this episode is being recorded and will be released before the election happens. But I think all, regardless of what happens, these tools and tactics are useful, um, not just for fighting fascism, but just like general movement building and coalition building more broadly. And the frameworks that you provide for people, I think will do a lot to get them to start thinking in the right direction for getting on the offensive for the fascist threat in the United States instead of constantly being on the defensive. We prefer to have them on the defensive because, say for accelerationism, they are um, much weaker in that spot. Um, so with that, I want to thank you very much, Spencer, for coming on and um, describing to our audience and taking time out of your day to kind of paint a picture for the audience about 40 ways to fight fascists. Um, is there anything that you felt like I didn't ask what you really want to convey before we like go uh, bottom or top <laughs> you know I'm just going to add to one thing you said that fascists target so many different kinds of people they target people of color they target immigrants and refugees they target mm. Jews they target Muslims they target feminists they target LGBT no we don't they target, we, target 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 that I don't, I don't, no, no, we don't. I, I go to Kmart, not Target. Well, that's a lie. Exactly. I go to Target. I do go to Target. I, I like Target. I like Target, too. I mean, Kmart was closer. Probably no visit there, but you yeah. know, Target's closer. Yeah, I mean, honestly, not for nothing, call me a scumbag, but if they opened a Walmart, I'd probably go to Walmart because they probably would have the better deals. But, all right. There you go. LGBTQ people, you know, disabled people sometimes. The list goes on. This actually on creates and on and on and on. an ideal opportunity for us to make alliances <laughs> with other groups that we don't normally work with. Since they target mm-hmm. all of us, those of us who are those from targeted groups, along with people who aren't targeted who want to push back, we're pushing back. Um, it gives us an opportunity to work together with people we might not normally work together with on the basis of a shared interest. So yeah, you can work with yeah, work with pedophiles and people with actual jobs. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and filthy 
stinking filthy capitalists. Yeah, and and, and like the Henry Ford Foundation. Yeah, the Nazis. The Nazis. The Nazis. That's the Henry Ford Foundation. Yep. So yeah, it, he, actually, he's working with a strange bedfellows. Yep. The case of what's good for me is good for you. And it becomes very reciprocal. And I think we really need to um, maximize those opportunities. Um, people need to get used to working with others who aren't like them. Um, and I think the best way to do this is, is finding <laughs> these areas. You're like a racist with that statement. <laughs> you can work with those people, you know, other people. What, what, do you mean, what do you mean by those people, Spencer? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you mean by those them people, huh? Huh? What people, Spencer? Huh? 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 Don't make me fuck you up, Spencer. You fucking. It's so amazing. They're so like the people they describe. It's amazing. It's just, we're just listening to these mm. people talk. Do they actually listen to themselves speak? I don't know. No, I think I think talking in the words of uh, Ace Ventura, talking out of one's butt crack is a sign of personal confidence. That's pretty good. Yeah, words of uh, wise wisdom. Mm-hmm. We have we have common interests where it's not just about. I'm a little um, cynical teapot. about. I'm a little teapot. You're in stout. Here is my book <laughs> handle, and this is a crowd. Wait, what? The idea of only <laughs> acting for other people. I think that's great when you can act for yourself and act for other people. Yeah, like right now, I'm acting. I totally do not believe anything he said. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> at the same time i think that's a really a special moment and should really be emphasized that there's a lot of opportunities here well there's opportunities there, spencer right, thank you money. very much for coming on really appreciate it where can folks find you uh, no one needs to know where to find them fuck them all right so that was it <laughs> yeah so would you uh conclusively agree that 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 ever just about everything that, that those two talked about was a heap of bullshit and then some. A heap of fucking crap. Like, honestly, it was just all full of fucking lies. Lies on top of lies. Lie and, after and, lie after lie to the extent we had to do two podcast recordings yeah. to present point by point as to what what lies they're talking about. Exactly. It's like, what the, what in the, what the fuck? What the, what the, like, honestly, what in the actual fuck? I listened when I first listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you everybody's got to hear this. And and the the, the wonderful part about this podcast yeah. is they admitted they're engaged in a conspiracy against everybody, mm-hmm. and that they're going to accuse you of the most outlandish, insane things the imaginable, from being a serial killer mm-hmm. to um, whatever. Doesn't even matter. They they threw in serial killers, cultists. Uh, video game people, um, Satanist, um, yoga, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. They're all Nazis. But I, I think people need to the 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 point that I want to emphasize about this podcast that we watched or listened to is that they are not going to stop. They're like the Terminator machine that Kyle Reese talks about in the first Terminator film. It just, they're not going to stop. They're going to continue until you're absolutely dead. Yeah. And they told you how they're going to do it and what methods they're going to use to accomplish those goals. And some people out there are like, oh, Antifa has been done to death. We don't, we don't need to talk about that anymore. On the contrary, 
I think we absolutely need to talk about it because they just laid out that they're not going away right. and that they're going to like, they're going to double up on their efforts to get people fired from their jobs and literally leave them poor and destitute to nothing. And that you're, you're guilty even if you give in and join their cause, they're still going to treat you like you're second class citizen. Mm -hmm. So there's, I, I got to tell you, there's, there's no other option other than to expose this and if lucky, stop it. Because if we don't, if we let these people go unchallenged, bad things are going to happen. And I said that back in 2013. I had a conversation with my friend at the bar, and he asked me what I think is going to happen in a couple of years. And I said, these kids from these colleges are going to be out in the streets rioting. They're going to destroy our country. And people thought that I was absolutely crazy when I was mm -hmm. talking about what I witnessed personally when Antifa. They thought I was on drugs. Well, everything that I warned them about has come true five years later. Right. right. At least. And that's why we have to expose this because the, it's like this, Louie. If you don't stop something from moving forward, it will eventually arrive to its point of destination. Mm -hmm. But if we challenge its um, arrival, we might be able to either hinder it or entirely stop it. So we have to be vigilant about this. We have to come up with countermeasures like we're doing now to mm -hmm. combat against this. Because they are engaged in a war against all of us. doesn't matter whether you're pro-Trump or whatever. If you're not on their side, you're their enemy. Right. And they've made it clear that everything is politically convenient, that they don't care, they will use you. Yeah. You're not their ally, you're not their friend, they have no loyalty to anybody. And that's why we have to uh, continue to expose this yeah. so, whenever interesting topics like this pop up or videos. Yeah. So, so we're going to continue that, yeah. I think. So anyways, i uh, like to thank Gabe for coming on. i uh, like to thank everyone for listening. Big shout out to Steph for, for commenting. Uh, Micah for listening. Uh, don't don't be shy. Next time you could chat. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Cry Chat Radio Show. And as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.